Hey guys, it's Genesis. And it's Shelby. And we're so happy that y'all joined us again for episode three. So today we have a special guest with us, Brennan. Hey, Brennan. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Great. We're doing great, Brennan. This is going to be amazing. We're excited. Yeah, super. <laughs> okay, Brennan, tell us about yourself. Well, I am so happy to be here, and I actually went to high school with Genesis and Shelby, which is why they were so gracious for <laughs> letting me be on this podcast, though I didn't think through how annoying my voice is probably going to sound to all the listeners, so I do apologize. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. That's okay. Yeah, but anyway, so um, if you don't know, my name's Brennan. We've probably said that about five times already. And I, um... <laughs> Go ahead, Brennan, say it. Well, I think they they wanted me on today because I am also happy to be gay, which <laughs> is definitely a little, you know, spicy. A little spiciness here for South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And Genesis and I really, like, we were definitely a team during during our four years of high school. We really, we really got, we got through it together for sure. We were a power couple. We were definitely a power couple. And there were a lot of times where I just, you know, Genesis was just my girl, I gotta say. Like, she really, she really was there for me. I really do got to give her some credit. Like, she was just the best amazing amazing <laughs> fabulous like who could who could say anything else and i you know i've lived in lake charles my whole life my family is all from this area like really like big catholic like family that you see pretty much here and i will be leaving in august though i'm going to dartmouth college oh wow for, yes so that's exciting, and other than that, that's pretty much, that's me, kinda. That's you? I guess so. I guess we'll just dive right into it then, Brennan. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of questions for you. And I'm scared. I know y'all didn't questions? write, I know y'all did not write in any questions. Questions from us, and there's a couple. Yeah, and we mixed in. <laughs> other people. And we mixed in questions from other people, so hopefully we get to all of them. <laughs> Doubtful. I mean, really, I know it was such like a. It was a lot. It was a lot of questions. I know. So let's get right into it. So first, Brennan, when did you discover that you were gay? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't really think that there for a lot of people is like an exact moment when you discover (laughs) that you're like. Okay. No, like I really, I kind of think, like for me at least, like it was literally always there. Like for as long as I can remember, I remember feeling like I was different. Mm-hmm. And I have two brothers that are the exact same, pretty much. I have a twin brother and a brother who's only like two years older than me. So I always like was, you know, compared to them and this. And I've like realized very soon that like I was just not quite the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And honestly, I can remember the first time I heard about gay people and, you know, just like the LGBTQ plus community in general was actually probably at the worst place you can hear about them first, which is a Catholic church. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we were in mass and the priest basically, you know, he just really went right on in and during the homily. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I think I was like six years old and I remember this. And I just remember after mass, we got in the car 
And my one of my brothers was like, Mom, like, what is he talking about? Like, what does homosexual mean? And she, like, explained it as best as she could. And I just remember in my head being like, oh, well, that's probably what's wrong with me. I was <laughs> six years old. Six years old. Yeah, no, I seriously really. And then I pretty much just, like, suppressed that deep down inside of myself. Mm-hmm. And just, like didn't want to even like think about it and you know through elementary school like probably starting in third grade people would ask like call me gay or call me like third grade oh yeah third graders were calling you gay yeah oh yeah literally (laughs) sounds about right and it wasn't until like my the summer before high school when i was like okay well I am gay and this isn't the end of the world mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, you know, figure it out, get through it, like it's gonna be fine. So when let's speak on that. So you were that okay with it around the summer? You say summer you before high school. high school, yeah. So when were you okay with coming out to everyone? So I didn't so when I first, you know, kind of was thinking about coming out and being gay and like how that was gonna look, I originally decided that I was not going to tell anyone until after high school was over because which was a very like smart thing to think you know right I don't want to you know but did you really think that you were hiding (laughs) (laughs) no because I went to school with you (laughs) okay so I definitely knew that people knew like I knew that people had their like suspicions and everything obviously I really thought I was hiding it a lot better than I was <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's what every gay person for the most part thinks and for uh, there but there are I mean there are a select few of gay people who say like oh I never even came out because everyone just knew mm-hmm. and I feel like for me like I was pretty like feminine per se but I don't <laughs> think I was like you know like I wasn't hardcore like I think there were still a lot there were a lot of people who were like oh I don't know like (laughs) it was it was a lot of that it was a lot of I don't really know yeah and it was a lot of Mm -hmm. I would say when we started high school with you when we met you we said oh he's gay yeah we knew that's That's a gay boy no I mean I mean I I get it I mean I think I think being I think for a lot of people like well, I mean, for like being gay, to, you know, it's a, you can recognize it just as easy as saying, oh, like, like this is a black woman, like this is a black woman, like it's very much like can be just as obvious sometimes for a lot of people. Yeah, and we were like, we we're like, is it confirmed? I was like, I don't know. We're yes, like, so we it was not confirmed. <laughs> like, no, and that's the right thing to do. Do it's not, not ask. Oh my gosh, do not ask. Like that's literally like if the worst you, thing you can do. Don't ask. If I had asked you at that time, do you think you would have taken it like? I would have never talked to you again, probably. Even after coming out, I probably would have no, talked to you. No, yeah, really. Seriously. I'm glad I didn't ask. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I guess. No, we were all wondering, but it was just like, it's not our business. So, so when you came out today makes what? Two. Okay, so this is actually pretty crazy. Um, today is exact, or it was actually yesterday, sorry. Okay. Yesterday marked two years since I publicly came out as like, you know, like, no, there were no more questions anymore. Like, it was pretty much just, like, known to everyone. Before that, I had come out to, like, select a few people. But, yeah, no, today was two years ago, coming out day. Let's talk about the family aspect. Did you come out to anybody in your family? Yeah, so I actually came out to all of my family before I came out to, like, 
my like school I guess you could say or just like I, sh- I just say like coming out you mm-hmm. know I don't but I came out to my mom first she was mm-hmm. the first person I told and that was probably like January of my freshman year of high school so that was 2019 January mm-hmm. 2019 I told her first and that was great and then slowly I told then after her I pretty much told um, a lot of my friends and a couple of my cousins and then I didn't tell anyone else in my family until over a year later mostly because I I'm really close with my grandparents and I had no idea what they were like usually you can gauge like how someone's reaction is gonna be mm-hmm. but like growing up like we never talked about gay people ever like our opinions like gay people we knew except for that one conversation in the church parking lot after mass mm-hmm. like we just never talked about it even when gay marriage was legalized like nothing like did mm-hmm. not even mention it so I had no idea what my grandparents reaction was gonna be and so I just kind of waited until I was ready to tell them which I did and it was pos- it was better than a lot of people I would say with their grandparents okay. obviously nothing is perfect and no coming out process is perfect with anyone like even with my mom like it's not it's not perfect um, I, okay, I meant to say we're coming, the physical coming out was perfect. Now we're good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, now everything's great. But like, you know, I think a lot of gay people have expectations and they either think of like the worst possible thing or the best possible outcome. But a lot of time it's like kind of somewhere in the middle. Okay. So I'm more curious about, you have a twin. <laughs> How did your twin react? <laughs> oh my gosh, literally my twin he uh we sat down and pretty much i told him and he said well took you long enough like that's <laughs> literally what he said i'm like not surprised actually. no that's pretty he that's he and then he said everyone already knows anyway <laughs> i think that was important i think that's today. beautiful i that's think good. that's a great response no yeah i mean it's definitely it's it's yeah no it's fine it's great so when you were telling all these people were you crying um <laughs> when I told my mom because she was the first person I told that was definitely really really emotional mm-hmm. and I don't think I really cried while telling mm-hmm. anyone but the whole I started telling more people because uh, my mental health was like greatly depleting mm-hmm. as I stayed like hidden as I called it like I felt like I wasn't being who I really was with the most important people in my life and that really like ate me out from the inside like it was a really awful time in my life so I would say that there were lots of like nights me crying by myself okay (laughs) yeah so with telling all these people how do you think their reactions were like whether they were all positive or they were I never came out to someone like as in like one-on-one like to their face I never came out to someone to their face where they had a bad reaction mm-hmm. everyone i came out to personally was a great like kind like we love you like no matter what kind of reaction i know but i mean there are people in my family i haven't come out to yet mm-hmm. because i'm like i'm just not dealing with that okay so any bad run-ins though? any bad run-ins <laughs> well um obviously tons of bad run-ins all with 
people I went to school with and who I really didn't even know that well. It was people who didn't even care to know who I really was, my personality. They just knew like this one thing about me and kind of just ran with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, after I came out, there were a lot of people who were spreading a lot of lies. Lies. What kind of lies are there to be spread? Um, if I remember correctly, oh. it was, well, okay, I'm, I want to talk about the school thing. Okay. The admin, because there was a big issue with administration at where we went to school. But before that, um, there were a lot of students who, I mean, I don't even think they had probably ever spoken to an openly gay person. I mean, they definitely had spoken to a gay person because gay people are everywhere and you just don't. No. Yeah. Um, and they, a lot, I mean, there was the usual, like, oh, he probably has a crush on me, yeah. which I don't because they're all gross. Like, it was always the ugly ones <laughs> saying that. I never understood that. Um, there was even one person who literally started a, like, Snapchat group chat that you could swipe up and join that was in, on his story he posted and it said, you know, join if you hate gay people. That's like Wait, what? Weird. Like, I can probably take a guess, a gander at who that was. You want to do this? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, that's something that. Yes. They totally really? Like. Yes. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Are you? I didn't. I, I wasn't, you know, really paying attention. I don't think I have notes now. No, oh. I don't buy an anonym. He's cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty. But overall, like, I don't regret doing it at all. And I didn't regret doing it in that moment because, you know, people were still mean before I came out. Mm -hmm. So, and now that I'm out, yeah, there's, there were a lot more of them, but I mean, people on my back, like. I think it was the more so irrelevant people that really literally, no, had yeah, it was, to say. it was pretty, they were. But I've never, of, I didn't even know they went to our school sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they were annoying. I don't see something. Like I don't that. even speak to any of them. I don't have my Instagram. It's a bold. It's like, a bold move to just like, go against running like that. Yeah, because the people he had in his corner was like people you don't really just like mess <laughs> with. Like I don't want to say that, but I mean it's true. Come up to how many people did I have to go off on? A lot, and there was you know an unsaid rule: you don't come for certain people at our school. <laughs> I'm gonna say that because we never had it. I wouldn't come for Brennan because he knows everybody's business. As <laughs> <That's well. laughs> I do know. I do know a lot. Of, I do know a lot of business. And first yeah. of all, you're the only one that's going to. I believe. No, there's someone else. No. 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 He's the only one. Just me. You, first in ten years. Right. You want to come for Brennan? Yeah. And you're going to an Ivy Leaguer? Yeah. Exactly. So. I'm glad we have proof that we know Brennan. No, yeah, because he's going to be like... Like, <laughs> Y'all are too much. No, no, no. I'm really... No, I'm not that important, I promise. <laughs> you will be. And we have our proof. So, you are... You're, you're still, Christian. Yeah, you're still a Christian. Yes, I am still Christian. Still Catholic? Um, I love the Catholic Church. I think the Catholic Church is a great place. I think it overwhelmingly the good aspects of it are better than the bad and but there are still some bad mm -hmm. like there's a lot and but i think you i think you find that in every religion denomination of christianity there's always going to be something you don't agree with and something that's kind of like you're still on the fence about 
But I have great respect for the Catholic Church, and I would love one day to be Catholic again. I mean, I am a confirmed Catholic, so I technically will always be Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do feel that in my heart. I have a, you know, I love, you know, the saints, and my grandmother is very big into the devotions to the Virgin Mother, and I definitely, like, take that very seriously. But in college, will I be attending Catholic Church now? Okay. I love I love the answer. <laughs> I love the answer. Yeah. But so how does this work? Tell me how it works because a lot of people are questioning how you can be gay as well as a Christian. Um, I think the easy answer is that there are denominations of Christianity and churches that celebrate and affirm gay people, gay marriage, gay rights, and that's what it comes down to, is that there are open, greatly accepting spaces of worship within the Christian faith. Not to mention, I don't believe Jesus ever said anything about gay people. I'm actually 100% certain he never did. And in the Bible, the um, passages that, you know, a lot of people like to point to towards homophobia are mistranslations and like, okay, the word homosexual, it was literally did not exist. Like it did not exist when the Bible was written and you will find it in the Bible because in the early 20th century, people who wanted to, you know, make this war against gay people paid money paid the publishers of the bible to put it in there okay wow i didn't know that (laughs) yes the original word actually meant something along the lines of like pedophilia like grown men with small boys Mm -hmm. things like like that in latin class they taught us that a lot of words were mistranslated because i mean we didn't have those words in the english dictionary yeah and it was for an agenda so Mm -hmm. that makes sense okay so you feel like that's not even completely mentioned in there. It was set up. No, I know. Like, it's you, not. It's and not. even if it's, okay, you could say that people in the way Old Testament 6,000 years ago had things to say about men who, who were with other men, women who were with other women. But they also had lots of, lots of opinions on lots of other things that mm-hmm. we are totally okay with now. Yeah. And I it was 6,000 years ago. I think we put a lot of hate towards gay people. But we're not focused on other things that are going wrong. You know, there's a lot of other things. There's like a lot of hate from the Christian community. But if we're gonna, you know, spew and preach against being gay, we have to uphold all the rules. Then I just Mm -hmm. think they choose. It's hypocritical. I think they choose that because they feel like that's the easiest battle at the moment. Yeah, and I will say, um, I personally, I've like come to see that there are definitely like. Two area, two like main areas of homophobia mm-hmm. that people like to gravitate towards, and one is you know backed with um, religion and their beliefs, and I actually respect that a little bit more, like just because it's grounded in something other than themselves. Okay. Like it's grounded in like something that they believe in. I know how powerful religion is, and even though I do think that it comes from preachers and. Uh, different you know people in power like using their power to for their own personal gain and to you know tell these people what to think I do have more respect for that because they're just doing what they think mm-hmm. is right you know right whereas this other area of homophobia which comes from people like not 
doesn't come from a religious side. It comes from this idea that gay people are a disease or that it affects their masculinity mm-hmm. or their femininity. And you know what? I think that a lot of men, there's a lot of straight men that dislike gay men. It's because you're just not securing your own masculinity. Exactly. Because it affects you in no way whatsoever. It doesn't affect you. And I think they think when you. someone comes out there, they'll be like, oh, they, they might like me. They might just like, yeah, think I'm attracted. We don't. And when we somehow, you're I mean, <laughs> we sometimes do, but nine times out of ten, nine, um, six times out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that's terrible. That's your own insecurity. So why, once again, but are you projecting that? They project their insecurities on a lot of things, and I think that's true. And I get what I definitely get what you're saying about how you're more okay with it being rooted in beliefs. But even that, too, I think if we're going towards the belief thing, then we also have to go towards beliefs are come with love. And we're supposed to love people through mm-hmm. whatever they go through. Because we were always taught That's in Catholic taught. school. So above everything else, it was no matter what, love your friend, love your neighbor. But now it's love your friend, love your neighbor. Unless, Unless. they are gay. <laughs> if they're gay, then no. And that's just not, yeah, not I don't gay, like that. trans, not binary, yeah. anything. It's just like. Anything that goes against what you were taught, you can't love that. If they're different and we don't like different, then no. Yeah. And I think that is absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, girl, we've been taught this, but it's been 12 years. I don't know how long I've been in Catholic school. 12 years for me. Yeah, 12 years. Since baby. And I was, went to Catholic school in sixth grade, but I was never Catholic. Yeah. So, wow. unfortunately, I was, I was never taught well, not to dislike gay people. It's like hammered. Well, I don't think we were like taught to dislike gay people. I think it was just taught that you learn what's okay and what's not okay like, mm-hmm. within your religion. They were never just like, they were never out with it. Just like, you can't be friends with gay people. Well, not at least in my school. I think that most people who use religion um, when it comes to liking or dis- or hating gay people, it usually comes from their parents. Their parents are the ones that usually have taught them that. And that's with a lot of things. Yeah. So what did y'all's parents teach y'all? My mom, my, my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents are pretty open about it. I mean, they aren't really Catholic, so I think that has a lot to do with it. But they believe if you can love someone, you should love them for who they are. I don't think they're really like anti gay or anything, so I think that's why I'm so open minded about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom and my dad said. It's really none of your business what people do behind closed doors. No, it's not. <laughs> it's none of your no, no, it's actually none of your business. They were like, why does your friendship or your relationship with people depend on their own personal, you know, endeavors? Like you're it's not none of your business. to that person. You're not. That's not. It's yeah, not you, business. okay. That's something that people have a lot of issues with, especially down here where we live. Because everyone's in each other's business. And I, yeah. Everyone's in each other's business. And I also think my parents are really open-minded about it. Like, okay, because, you know, my brother is gay as well. So it's Mm -hmm. like, obviously you're not going to come from my child. That's hypocritical. Yeah, and I mean, when, like, as more gay people come out of the closet, like, that leads to more accepting people because Mm -hmm. everyone knows someone who's gay. Like, that's, like, everyone knows or most of the time is related to someone who is gay. Yeah, and I just think... And so I guess that's why I really dislike when straight men are so upset about it because they're like, well, my masculinity, you know? 
I don't yeah. like that because it's due to but their masculinity. But also, they always have an opinion about everything. Right. But you never know if someone's like... But then, my father is the most masculine man I know. Mm-hmm. And it literally bothers him in no way. So he's Mark, he's secure and he's a yeah. very like nice person. Yeah, so let's let's fix that. Some men. <laughs> Some men. Some but men. Need men to I feel like if men, if there's straight men out there listening to this, mm, it just depends. I think I think most of y'all are okay. I think y'all are good. The ones that are listening to this, you you better be okay. <laughs> the ones that are listening to this, well, obviously they probably didn't tune in if they're not okay. Right. <laughs> no, because they know me. They recognition. Been, they know. They've been <laughs> advertising this, so you know what this they is about. They read that post that we made about episode three and said, oh, so "I'm gonna eat it down." down. No, I cannot watch this. And you know what? They're sitting in their car listening to it. Yep. Yep. Turn up. We love you. That's embarrassing. Just come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, do you think? Well, we kind of spoke about this. Especially living down here, do you think it had a different effect on you coming out if you were to be like somewhere else? Oh, one hundred percent. The South and I would say <laughs> South Louisiana in general is obviously way less accepting than many many parts of this country, mm-hmm. and people who come out, I come. The process of coming out is not easy anywhere, as in like you know, coming to terms with that inside yourself. But if the reception from other people is positive, Mm -hmm. then that makes it so much easier. And then other people who see that person, who see another person coming out will feel more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So here, when you have so much hate, it makes it less likely that other people will come out. Mm -hmm. And definitely, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I would, I'm so glad I grew up in Lake Charles. Like I, I wouldn't have preferred to grow up anywhere else. I think it made me 100% who the person I am today. Without a doubt, I love the South, I love Louisiana, I love everything, most everything about it. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could just, you know, fix it with my bare hands. That's honestly, mm-hmm. I wish I could just make it like what I think it could be. Um, but, you know, uh, you're gonna, as a gay person, you're gonna run into homophobic people anywhere. You're gonna run into them in New York City, you're gonna run into them in Los Angeles, Seattle, mm-hmm. Paris, London, New Orleans, uh, Mamu, Cameron, like, like, you know, Ryan Street. Like, no matter <laughs> where you are, you're going to run into homophobic people. That's just something that I'm always, like, you're always kind of on guard in some form, especially if you're you know, with your partner, like that opens up a whole new door of, yeah. you know, hate and possibilities for you. Um, but I mean, it's definitely, we're definitely in a much more homophobic area. And I think it's slowly, it's slowly getting, it's slowly getting to a better place. Not, not only homophobic, but racist as well. I mean, every, every phobic. Everything that's bad, it's, it's here. 
Every throwback. Every you know, throwback. so when you say that it would have been different if you were, you know, came out in a different place or something like that, you know, a more normal. Yeah, and I mean, it would have been, it would have been different for sure. Yeah, we can, I think we can definitely relate to that mm-hmm. because our lives would be completely different if we, if we weren't Maybe not completely, but I feel like, oh, if we weren't black. Oh, down 100%. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you weren't black. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, bro, if I wasn't gay, <laughs> damn, I would be so annoying. I'd be so Republican, so homophobic. I'd be the worst. And if, if and, we had yeah. grown up as black women up north, we definitely would not have faced as much. As much. We would have faced We would have faced, but it definitely wouldn't have been as much. Because down here, some of the stuff that's happened to us, girl, ridiculous. Oh, I know. So I know that you also as well have just been through ridiculous No, things. we're sisters. We're <laughs> sister community. And it's just like... <laughs> but it's like people don't really know because they're like... They don't realize like what we actually go through. Even just like at our school. Mm-hmm. They don't really understand. Now with that... At our school, it's what, crazy. It's bad. And I heard you saying something about the administration. <laughs> Okay, you know what's so coming. let me just, um, okay, so where should I begin? Um, entering our senior year of high school, mm-hmm. um, I really don't want to be super specific because I feel like they could sue me. I don't think, I think if you name them, they, they could, could sue you, but I mean, trust me. Okay. So you went to, um, a school. You went to Chestnut Academy. <laughs> I guess. Unless that's a real school, then he didn't go um, there. I went to uh, Lance Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna like look at us and be like, oh, that's really <laughs> Lane Flewless. Lane Flewless High School in, um, yeah, something. Yeah, a little further up south. Yeah. A little, yeah. Yeah, north, yeah, no, North Louisiana, I didn't go to school. North Louisiana. <laughs> Worse than South of you, actually. Yeah. Let's be real, like, it's... North Louisiana? Okay, go anyway, ahead. But anyway, okay, so let me just get to the nitty-gritty. So, um, I was always very much a leader. I would say I was on student council, I was involved in lots of things, editor of the yearbook, very um, involved in lots of things to do with school. I always loved things like that. Entering senior year, the administration adopted this new um, leadership system. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, it's called a house system, and lots of Catholic schools in the United States do them, and they're very positive. Well, they implemented this committee of students that was chosen by the teachers through an application process. Obviously, I wanted to apply, which I did, and I got on. And I was happy. I was like, great. Obviously, I was pretty much 100% sure I was going to go. And I didn't think mm-hmm. they were going to deny me because I had been on student. I had been an executive on student council. And they basically told us, like, you're going to get on because we need leaders for next year. And I was like, perfect. Um, so I got on. I signed my contract, which I didn't read. Always read your contracts, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, this about a month later someone you know brought to my attention that um when they were deciding on my application to be on this committee there were a lot of pushback from certain teachers and administration that i shouldn't be on because i'm gay Mm -hmm. because that went against 
Catholic beliefs and they thought that I would project my beliefs onto other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can turn people gay, you guys. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a superpower. Uh, it's yeah. my superpower. Yeah. So they they thought that that was not, they didn't want me on the committee. There were some other teachers who were like, no, like he should be on the committee. And it was ultimately decided that the reason, so I could be on the committee, committee because I wasn't in a relationship with anyone. But if they ever found out that I was in a relationship with someone, then they were going to take me off. But they weren't going to tell me any of this. <laughs> they were not going to tell me any of this. And I found out about it because I just find out about everything. I really don't know how else to explain it. Like, I'm just a keeper of knowledge and information. <laughs> that he is. 100%. So, uh, I found out about it. I asked um, another person who I knew if this really was true, then would know the answer. And they confirmed it. And then I went about contacting administration about it, and I eventually had a phone call with um, a certain, uh, the principal, after not being returned emails by other people, I finally got in contact with the principal, and we had a very polite discussion, and their response when I explained what I had heard was, I'm not going to confirm or deny this. Which basically confirmed it for me because if it was wrong, you would obviously deny that. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, if it's true, then I'm not going to be on the committee because I'm not going to be placed, rules are not going to be placed on me that aren't going to be placed on everyone. That's just discrimination at its core. And they um, said that they would, you know, talk to other people in the administration about it. Um, Then I wasn't. I basically the entire this was early June of last summer and I wasn't contacted again until right before school started mm-hmm. and I we talked on the phone again and she sent me to see the priest that was on campus and we had a discussion in which he told me that um, there were also teachers um, spreading a rumor about me that I had posted inappropriate photos of myself with mm-hmm. another man on one on my private Instagram account, and I basically laughed in his face when I heard that because <laughs> because Britain has no y'all. I'm a good Christian boy. No. I don't do things like that. Trust <laughs> me, we would have. I haven't no. like I have literally like to this day I have not even kissed anyone, held hands with anyone. No one has even been remotely interested in me. So <laughs> I kind of just told him I was like, "Well, I'd love to see these pictures because mm. they don't exist." Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was pretty much done with the whole thing, and I had a meeting with a teacher who was more in charge of the committee, and she was told me, oh, I shouldn't have said her gender, but I already did. So she told me that um, it was in fact true and that, but it, but she was trying to explain it away. Like, oh, well, if we caught someone on the committee drinking, like we'd have, you know, a problem with that. I'm like, okay, but you're not going to go stalking other students' Instagram accounts and Snapchat to 
to look for that. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, but y'all went looking into my personal life. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what y'all did. Like, Mm -hmm. y'all went digging into my social media. Um, They even talked about how they um, were talking with other teachers about things that they had heard within classrooms between friends and I and discussed a presentation I gave in religion class that was an assignment about um, transgender persons like saying that that was me like trying to project my beliefs even though it was a literal assigned assignment like I didn't do anything wrong so after all that I was like you know what I'm not even going to be on this it's not even worth it so Mm -hmm. I basically just told them I was just quitting and it was really really it was really it was a really really hard thing to do because it was something that I never actually thought You know, you grow up, and especially in school, and, you know, I was always a very good student, and I always loved my teachers, and a lot of the teachers that were involved in this, I actually, before that, like, adored. Like, I was really close with some of them, and to see them, you know, do that to me was just really, like, changed my life, definitely, and how I thought about people. Oh, my God. Something our school loves to do. Why was that so sad? (laughs) Wow. And I knew the whole story. You've heard this a million times. I've heard this a million times. Oh my gosh. So actually, they mentioned in this story, you know, that you were with another guy. (laughs) Let's break that down. Brennan, what has your dating life been like? My dating life has been nothing. (laughs) It's non-existent. There's nothing. Um, I think people would like to think that there's something, but there's not. Okay, why do you think that is, though? Um, well, there's not a lot of gay people in Lake Charles, for sure, especially ones that are my age, and I have very high standards. Okay. (laughs) And I don't, I I really, um, I'm not someone who's, I'm not like a hookup person at all. Like, I don't, you know, at this moment in time, I'm not saying I never will be, but at this moment in time, I couldn't just imagine, like, going to hook up with someone, and then that being that, I just don't, Mm. I don't think like that. Right. Okay. I mean, I wish I could be that person, but I'm not. Like, no, that's you wish you not. Like, <laughs> no, but like people who like they're so free, and I'm just like, no, yeah. that's just not me. No, not you want love. They want. I don't even want like love right now. I just want like almost like companion, like this <laughs> companion. Yeah. Like I'm just like an old person. Like I just want companionship. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's normal to want. I guess. Yeah. Do you feel like? you know, being gay and then not being able to have any relations because nobody's really gay here. Do you think that affected your teenage experience? Oh, 100%. It definitely um, impacted my self-esteem. And I mean, I hated going to high school dances, actually. That's why I loved being able to go with a camera for yearbook because I felt like I could do something there Mm -hmm. instead of just like sitting around watching guys dance with girls and, you know, da 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 da. I just got really tired of it. So, yeah, it was, I mean, there were definitely miserable points in my life where I felt very left out and very, you know, on the side. And especially when, I mean, most of my friends are female, and I love that they love to talk about their dating lives with me. <laughs> but it's one point, at some point, you know, you just get like, Okay, great. Stop complaining. Like, hello. Like, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> not, not you thought that when I was telling you about my breakup. No. Oh my god. That. No, no, no. I did not think that. No, no I'm joking. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I can only imagine how hard that must be. But I mean, you know, now I'm going to college and it'll be different. And I am, you know, talking with someone right now who's... <laughs> no way! Going to be at Dartmouth next year. Yes, I am. We're talking. We actually are doing... Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll text more about that later. Exclusive. So, let's see. You know, who do you feel... Let's Let's... Go through communities. Who do you feel is the least supportive of the gay community? Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get canceled for that. I'm gonna get really canceled for that. I can't say that. You have to no, say but that. That's literally that's, our podcast. This is what it's about. I'm, I'm gonna get so canceled. Oh my god. Okay, I'm we'll so... say it on the side first. <laughs> okay, to her. No, a hundred percent. Okay. So, just go ahead and say it. It's okay. Okay, so in my experience, um, African American men are mm-hmm. the least supportive. And I can't, I can't, I can't dispute that. And be like, I guess it's hard true. for me to also kind of dispute that because every straight black male, except you know, like, that would, except no. my family. Um, no, don't slander Darren Matwire on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Except for Darren. Way to name drop. Way to name drop. No, no, because I'm not. No, I don't want him to get grouped into this because he. <laughs> Darren is family. So, Darren's family. So. Every other one. So basically, you know, friends that I've come across that I talk to, I would, you know, we would come on the topic and stuff and they would be like, uh uh-uh, uh. Keep no, that gay they, stuff away from they're me. really strong about it, and they're too. really, they're really strong about it, and they really strongly dislike it. Mm-hmm. And I really can't figure out why, but they are super against it. I don't. They are insecure. The people I know, you that think, say, you think it's insecurity? Sometimes I don't even think it's insecurity. It's that, and also I feel like the way they were raised. I yeah, mean, even I think, how they have, in like how you saying racist household households, how it's brought down from the parents. The same thing is brought down in the African-American community because it's not as accepted as it is in everywhere. 100% I can say that because I've seen it firsthand. But it's something that we're trying to work with. But Yeah. Just... I... And it's interesting because I would say that black women are the most accepting of any group. I think it's, I guess it's like. I think it's because we can understand each other. Right. Like and you would, you would think that too about the male because mm-hmm. you think they would understand it too because like we face ridicule as black women they face ridicule as black men yeah so you think you know but i guess it could go either way so it's like with us it went well we understand let's be accepted and then it's like for the black male it's like we understand but no we don't agree yeah we, we feel like y'all should be ridiculed. but even when they don't agree they still go out of their way to make someone who may not be um hom- who is so homosexual to make them feel uncomfortable and like We've experienced that firsthand because mm-hmm. we were with Brennan and a black male was, <laughs> did in fact step to Brennan and we had to get in between. You know, honestly though, I do have to say that that's, are you talking about the one I was present for? You were present Okay, for that. so that actually, I will say, is probably the funniest <laughs> homophobic was, incidents of my life. It was, that was, but he was honestly also not super. hilarious. It was that was hilarious. Super, he was super aggressive. He was really y'all, for he no was really that. aggressive, like getting very close but to me. I knew he was not about nothing that he was saying. He wasn't was going to do anything. It was just really like it was out the it blue. Was, it was so out the blue because it was like we were just all standing there and out of nowhere now. But see the thing is though, now that I think back 
when he would like leave and come back, it's because when he would leave, he I feel like he'd get like, yeah, I see your side. I understand what you're saying. You need to go back over there and stay in your place because he'd come back mm-hmm. after he talked to. And I basically say like, I don't care. Yeah, and so it's yeah. just like. I don't know. Because so, I don't care. Like, please don't explain your homophobia to me. Yeah, he was That's, like, like, not even funny. I guess I guess another thing that really, you know, baffles me about it is, so, I'll ask them, I'm like, so you watch shows like Euphoria and things like that? And they're like, yeah, I love Euphoria. That's insane. That's actually crazy. When the storyline of <laughs> Euphoria is a gay father? And I'm like, so you watch that? And it's very graphic. And there's like, a trans woman. Yeah. There's non-binary. There's... Let's and they're like, I'm like, you watch all that? And they're like, yeah, I mean, Euphoria is different. What are we talking about here? What and then see doing? guys who are like, I can like gay guys and gay girls, like they swear it's different. It's something different because I talked to that person. Yeah. And I was like, well, girls being gay is different. Like, I don't have a problem with that. And I was like, I think, well, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I, th- I don't want to, I'm going to say it. I feel like they're only okay with it because it's something that makes them more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Seeing two women together than seeing two men together. And I think they are more comfortable with it because, you know, they were two women that could, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think that that's it's kind of disgusting. That's gross. Like you shouldn't think about it like that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think straight men who may be less accepting of gay men but more accepting of lesbians definitely comes from a area of fetish which yeah. is absolutely disgusting and kind of demeaning I agree because I know I mean I have um, a lot of lesbian friends actually like way more lesbian friends than I actually have gay male friends and it's honestly crazy the audacity of some straight men to like hit on this girl who's like very obviously like into like it's not like the closet is glass like <laughs> she's not she's not interested and they still and it's just like i just don't understand yeah but i i think that something that's interesting and definitely you can see within the lgbtq plus community is that um black members of the gay community are like kind of the forerunners of like you know, when you look back at, you know, the Stonewall riots and, like, different areas of the gay mu- gay community struggling, like, the black members were, like, the leaders. That's something, like, they were, like, leading the charge because of their past experiences as say, black people. I think, you know, it deals with past experiences and things like that. And I think that's why, like you said, you know, black women are huge supporters. I mean, it's like, we know what it's like to be... You know, to the lowest, you you know, disregarded, just treated the absolute worst because you know we are pretty much treated the absolute worst in this country. So it's like, who are we to do that to somebody else? Mm -hmm. That's just not what we. And I think that also builds strength in us in like these kind of situations. It's it's easier for us to want to be in the forefront and because we understand it's like hard to be pushed back and not heard. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make ourselves heard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to make ourselves heard, and then you're not going to do that to somebody else. No, you're going to hear yeah. them too. You're not going to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, but with the black woman thing, there is also, because there was some uproar with the black community about how sometimes gay white men take on per the black woman persona. So would you so, like to talk about that? I would like to talk about that a little bit. Um, I think actually some of that may come from the fact that um, black men are in drag, 
you know, drag, which is, you know, the imperson when men, you know, impersonate women. And, you know, as black men and black women were kicked out of, you know, their black communities for being gay, they came in to create these gay communities and so kind of brought some of that language over, which I definitely is what we see a lot of the time in the gay community with words like slay, <laughs> period, yeah. I mean, that's definitely like the history, like they brought that language with them to this new community of people and then kind of everyone took it on at this own. But that's not disregarding the fact mm -hmm. that it is um, created by black women and then still considered black, um, you know, A-A-B. Mm -hmm. Is that A-A-B? A-A-B. <laughs> And I guess with that is more because if you go on TikTok and then you see, you know, gay men and sometimes they are using, you know, black woman lingo or kind of putting on these black scents. It's like, well, where did the black scents come from? I don't know where the black scents come from. You didn't talk like that before. I didn't know where the black scents come from. Yeah, no. no, that's but I mean, ballroom culture and drag culture definitely has like that area of like comedy and like language. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying that all over my TikTok, the ballroom stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, because, you know, because I'm seeing, like, the black scent. So then I go to the comments, and they're getting ate up in the comments. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even defend you, because why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah. That's, why are you talking like that? That was not, you You didn't talk like that before. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering your opinion on that. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think I have, like, an opinion, like, do, I mean, obviously, like, no one should have a black scent. It's definitely <laughs> the opinion that yeah. I hold. Um, but, like, language and um, words and things, you know, translate between, like, communities a lot of the time. So yeah. I think it's just, like, a different... I mean, obviously, I'm also not an expert on this, so I don't want to... Don't take my word. Do some... Do your own research. Also, as well, <laughs> if you're going to use the words, can we use them correctly? Why do you say slay after every single thing? Uh, I think that's white women now. Slay. <laughs> I think that's white women now. Because I, I, I never say that word. Like, I, I don't even say I don't say slay. No, I slay. I'm, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a purr girly. I like to purr. <laughs> yeah, I don't even say slay. Period. I say period. Period. I say, but I don't to an extent. To like, an extent. I'm not, like, and then I think like, sometimes it's overused. Like, what are we talking about here? Every yeah. sentence? Every sentence. Slay. Period. Every purr. Sentence. What? Every, every Instagram comment. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think you're right. Why women do that? Why women do that too? Because we've experienced that at St. Louis. I mean, yeah, white women get a gay best friend and think they're gay besties. That's a thing too. Does yeah. that bother you? Yeah. People are like, um, I mean, so I, with my closest friends, I don't. That's definitely not something that like I'm not just mm -hmm. their GBF gay best friend whatever like um, that's not at all what it is. But um, interesting to see who it was interesting to see who was more interested in a friendship with me after I came out. Mm -hmm. And even like it's within my family like certain members of my family definitely didn't call me as often <laughs> until I came out with them. Then I became interesting. No, yeah, and different, and I don't know. I mean, I thought it was interesting before. <laughs> I thought you were interesting. But, like I said, I also... We knew. We knew. <laughs> yeah. We knew. So, is there any advice you can give to people who are young and gay? And Christian. In this young also. and... Okay, so my advice to young gay people, Christian, like, just young gay... Young gay and then young and Christian. I mean... 
Um, it's hard, and don't let anyone tell you differently, but find your person. Like, find someone who you can really, not even, even if they're not gay, like, someone who will just listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's important is listening to um, members of the gay community and things they go through and their problems because I think that is, like, the most important thing people can do. So I would definitely say find your person, find someone you can listen to, find your safe place, find, you know, the internet, TikTok is like so huge now, like it's very easy to find gay people, the gay role models, they're all over the place, trans role models, mm-hmm. like find someone to look up to and just get through it, girl, because <laughs> it's not forever. And yeah, that's my advice. And do you have anything to say to the people who aren't so supportive of the community. Yeah. Aren't, Is there any advice on how they can support yeah, the community? Yeah, they can be more supportive. Okay, wait. So, am I giving advice to people who aren't supportive? Well, the person that asked this question, I seems like they are supportive and they want to know how they can be supportive, yeah, even supportive. though y'all receive so much hate. Oh, okay, so... How can they combat that hate for y'all? Com- I mean, standing up when you hear it, even in, like, classroom settings or in any setting, even when gay people aren't around, you know? when someone, you know, just drops the F slur or drops, you know, such, you know, lies Mm -hmm. about gay people, such and such, even talking about a gay celebrity, you know, I think one thing that's, I've heard a lot more recently is when, as more gay celebrities come out, people, like, people are like, oh, well, now everyone's gay. It's like a trend, da, da, da. No, like, we can, like, let's stop, like. (laughs) I've actually heard that. Yeah, no, that's definitely something, that's a detrimental thing to think, and that would definitely be something to correct. So, you know, correct it when you, correct it, correct it when you see it. Mm -hmm. Um, Stand up, you know, also listening to gay people is something that is so, so important. And if you have a gay friend, uh, just be there for them in any way you can and you know it really has to be kind of on their own terms because you can listen but you'll never really understand fully what they're going through if mm-hmm. you're you know as a straight person yeah definitely oh Brennan thank you for joining us today I thank you guys so much for having me I mean I just I love this podcast. I list, I've listened to both episodes already, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad I got to be on it. Aww. I think this was a great first interview. No, this was a pretty first good first interview. I'm kind of like, like... This one ate. It was good. I mean, leave it to the gays. That's all I got to say. <laughs> if gonna... y'all want something... If, you know, gays just know how to get it done. No, okay. Yeah. That's like okay. a catchphrase. Okay. Yeah, that's like a little statement. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're actually... We'll let you hit the guy when we close out. So... This has been Hard Pass and Court Dismissed. Yep. <laughs>